All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I hate to break the fishing news after Ramchuk, but I'd like to speak about the ice hockey. Congratulations, you're one of the 13 listeners of the Real Life Podcast. We just traded a migraine in for like an orgasm. Might want to mark that down. Yep. All of my projects are on schedule until they're not. A member of the Nation Network podcast. About as funny as we're going to get today. Seven days from now, like from basically right, right now, we will be inside Mullet Arena for a nation vacation brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Two o'clock start. That's exciting. Well, we factored the time zone, Tyler. He didn't factor the time zone in, Tyler. Isn't Arizona on mountain right now? I don't know, isn't it? I have no idea. You're you're the resident Arizona. Well, I think, yeah, so I think they're an hour. Yeah, I think they're the same time. Yeah, but Vegas is an hour ahead. Pacific. Behind. Yep. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, seven days from now, shout out to Alberta Blue Cross. Only one thing better than sharing memories. It's making new ones like the ones we make on every nation vacation. Alberta Blue Cross travel insurance protects your memories and more. Wherever your travel takes you, visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel for more information on how they can protect you. Uh, We will talk about some nation vacation stuff, I'm sure, throughout the week, but I start with Super Bowl. Okay, Chalmers is here, by the way, everybody. Oh, hey. Yeah. Did you forget it was Thursday on Thursday, but it was your birthday? No, my birthday was Friday. The 9th. But, like, how could you forget what day of the week it was when the next day is your birthday? Well... I don't know. To be honest with you, I have no idea. I just remember looking at the clock and it being like two o'clock and then thinking, holy shit, it's Thursday. (laughs) And then seeing a message from Tyler Uh, saying, Charles. And I was just like, oh my God, you guys, I'm sorry. I I, just, sometimes I get up and just work takes control. Because he didn't send you a message that morning. (laughs) Hey, Charles, we're going to see an Instagram post. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I always find it funny because on Monday we're like, 
poking fun of the fact that your attendance <laughs> on Thursday is probably unlikely. Your Monday attendance is good. And how so. you said you would be there. I did guarantee it. You'll have a keep it 100. You'll do all this stuff. Well, so this is the thing. I knew what a weekend was going to happen because birthday weekend weekend? had lots of stuff. No, I just had a lot of stuff. The future. I had a lot of stuff going on. It is. (laughs) But I knew what. Guys, I I was super busy two days after that. But I I knew what I had coming on the weekend, so I knew it was going to be busy. And then, like, I'm leaving for Phoenix tomorrow morning. Chalmers, take it one step further. Think about the rest of your life. All the stuff you're not doing. You're not doing this Thursdays, obviously. Then. No, I won't be here for this Thursday either. Well, Unless I, I finally hey, got to I'll zoom in. I'll zoom in. I'll be just sitting on a golf Man, cart probably good. somewhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, so Friday was my birthday, and at about four o'clock, Jr. and oh. I met and put in a couple hour session for oh. all time I, uh, <laughs> at Uncle Glenn's. I meant to send a photo to the group. Chalmers and I hung out for two hours and. We must have had eight to ten drinks each. <laughs> oh, yeah. And we were just, I don't know why, they were just like, going down so smooth for a Friday evening. I was, Uncle Glenn's, man. I was walking home like, I need a donair. Like, it's 6 p.m. Uncle Glenn's knows how to provide. They do. And so I, I had, had a Friday. Pizza right there. So good. It's right? fantastic. And then Saturday, I had the concert, which was busy and late. And then yesterday, drank pretty much all day. What concert are you going to on Saturday? City in Color. I was also there. Yeah. Mm. What'd you think? Nathaniel Radcliffe knows how to put on a show. He opened that up. opening band was fantastic. He gets you moving. He's incredible. Um, here's my thing with City in Color. I believe that Dallas Green may have one of the best singing voices yeah. of all time. He sounds better in concert than he does on his albums. His voice is so distinct. It's like, there's just something about it to me. It's like perfect, right? Just like Tracy Chapman's voice is like perfect. I love Dolly Parton's voice. Oh, yeah. He's great, but here's what he does. I fell in love with City and Color probably about like three albums, four albums ago. Oh yeah, that guy, one of those guys. And he does it, but I I just I haven't really kept up. No, no, no. Oh, he no, no, no. This those those are the ones where he was big. He they'd become big. But I haven't kept up with him recently, and he just doesn't play old songs. He played like two when I first found City and Color. It was like Save Your Scissors, scissors yeah, like way back. Oh, great track, great. He didn't play it. He didn't play what? it. He didn't, he didn't play, play Fragile it. Bird. He didn't play like the Grand Optimist. He didn't play. All he played was Coming Home. And oh, then and then he ended with his duet with Gord Downey, Sleeping Sadness or Sleep- Sleeping Sickness. Sleeping Sickness. And it's like a really cool song because Gord Downey obviously just passed away recently and well, not random for recently, but it was some kind of maybe like five years ago. I don't know. But he's a Canadian icon. It's, it's tough with all that stuff you have to do in the future. It's tough. I got to so much to think about together. Um, Cause the only ones he played from uh, just to wrap it up was coming home. Yeah. That was from the first album. And then hello, I'm in Delaware was the only ones. Yeah. So I've got a wide gap in there where I didn't know what was going on. Oh, that, but you still gotta, it's, you gotta have that healthy mix, right? Well, it's about getting the new stuff it. out. It was great. But the old Caesars were flowing on Saturday. Yeah. I just, I, you never trust anybody to play their old stuff. If they, if they do their concert on a Persian rug. Cause they did have Persian rugs. Persian I rugs. Like the, uh, the shout out to, there was a little bit of Alexis on fire mixed in there. As yeah. Well. Like yeah. That. He had the one little, so there's another guy, this guy, Ray Lamontagny or something. I don't even really know how to say his last name. Lamontagny. This guy has one song that is like, a radio song. It's mine and my wife's wedding song. 
It's like his one hit and we went and saw him in concert and he didn't play it. And I was just like, you artists. Like, They'd be like going to see Lou Bega. He doesn't play Mamba man. number five. Exactly. That's it's part like, of it where it's just like, man, play the ones we're here just to play see. The play ones Mambo we, number five, Lou. We, we want to sing it. along. Yeah. On repeat, Lou. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was a good concert. I mean, it was, it was great. And I had a great, yep. Great time. Just the sound. I mean, the sound, like it's so good. It was so better than. The album, like they, that's what I need to drink at concerts like that because mm-hmm. there's a lot of slow jams. It's a little, it makes me a little sleepy unless I got something going on. It yeah, was slow, fair. but like Nathaniel Radcliffe has one song that's called like "Son of a Bitch" or something. Get it? Give yeah. me Son a of drink. a bitch. Yeah. yeah. The place was rocking was when was that bobbing. song was on. Whole, we love swig sing to- swearing. We love it. Yeah. You know what he reminds me I, of? I've seen him perform that song twice in two, like an outdoor venue and indoor venue, and everyone stands up. I felt like I was at a Righteous Gemstones revival and Danny McBride was on stage because that's what Nathaniel Ratliff looks like. He just like, and he's like, he's very preachy singing style, right? Like It's kind of like gospel. Gospel-y, like yeah, yeah, sound. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, the place rocking. So, yeah, it was all in all a good night. And then, yeah, Super Bowl. Let's let's dive in. How'd you guys do? How'd First you do- off, my attention when that game started was way more focused on Nick Taylor and oh, what was going on in waste yep. management. We had a three TV situation: one being the Super Bowl, two being the waste management. And if it wasn't for the waste management, probably would have went home or fell asleep in my chair. <laughs> yeah, watching the Super Bowl. So I was at a Super Bowl party with like ten people, and only three of us cared about the golf. So. Game went on the TV. Wasn't at my house. The guy only had one TV. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. And my other two buddies were just sitting in the corner by ourselves watching the golf on my phone. Be like, come on, Nick. And a birdie 18, three straight times. Three straight yeah. times. So sad. And but, have the same bunker luck too with the yeah. drive. It's not very often I'll watch a golf tournament. You'll have a Canadian who I, is a really likable Canadian. And you're, you want him to win. But the person he's going against is also super likable. Hasn't had a victory in eight years. This is Charlie Hoffman. He is sponsored by Waste Management. This is the Waste Management Open. And he's an older guy. You know, like after the 18th hole, he had to go put on like one of those heat belts to like keep his back loose. He's an older guy, man. Like, and to be in contention the way that he was, it's a really cool story. And to win your home event, like that bunker shot he hit from this, the few bunkers on, in the playoff hole, he goes into the pew bunkers. He's got a ledge in front of him, probably about two feet high and just flushes it Uh, to like 10 feet, but he misses the putt, right? Nick Taylor's clutch putting that whole day. He was, yeah, he had the best putting stats of the whole weekend. Cause there was three or four times in that final round where like, he had like eight to 10 footers, which I know for a pro aren't like insane, but like eight to 10 footers for par. And like when he was two or three strokes back, still eight to 10 footers for par. And he was saving them every time. Yeah. Did you notice the waste management sweater that Charlie Hoffman was wearing? Did you notice the logo on the very back? No. It had a shark on it. And we had to look it up because we were like, are you allowed to wear Greg Norman shark gear at a PGA tour event? Because- as you might not know, Greg Liv. Norman, pretty much the biggest villain or the biggest enemy yeah. of the PGA Tour right now due to his live connections. And sure as shit, it, he's sponsored by Greg Norman's Shark brand apparel. Wow. And so, like, I don't know. That was, I'm sure the PGA was just like, oh, this is, this is not a good. big old shark. And it was yeah. big. Yeah. You like, see the logo beneath that? Visit no. Saudi Arabia with a live yeah, logo yeah, underneath yeah, that, yeah. eh? Saudi Arabia. Oh, no, live logo. <laughs> Shit. Anyways, uh, that was a great but tournament. Nick, great. Ta- Nick Taylor might win a major. He might be the next Canadian to do it. He will be the next Canadian yeah. to do it. Yeah. Like, it feels like... Like, that guy has got ice in his veins. Yeah. 
He's got four wins. Yeah. Well, when he walked on uh, that putt, the first birdie putt. When oh, he walked it in. When he walked it in, I was going nuts. That's so gangster. It's as gangster as you can get on a golf course. It is pretty, like, it's just cool. Like, how the confidence to have to do that. Yeah. Uh, but the other thing I noticed about the waste management was I think that people. Is it peaked? In terms of like, yeah. I think it's la- gotten too. I think last year it peaked, and this was year I, one of the decline. Yeah, it's gone too cesspool. It's a perfect example of like you just can't give people nice things because you get this one tournament that's maybe the most like other than the majors, maybe the most popular tournament to watch because of the atmosphere on sixteen. They keep it confined to that one hole where you can heckle, you can boo it. Mm-hmm. The players call for it to be loud, but it fled it flooded. What's flooded out onto the rest of the course, which just started pissing people off. Like, and, and I saw more things on Instagram about just guys walking around so drunk. They can't even like, they're falling into mud pits and like people can't get uphill. Like, I think the thing was, wasn't that the the move at that tournament though? Like people start drinking at six, but on that one hole, that's what like, that's, that's the thing. Right. But now they can only fit. So it looks like they build a small city around that hole now. Yeah. Yeah. And that still is, at capacity there's a shit ton of people standing outside of it so it's just like flood so yeah you're right it goes out onto the course because they have nowhere else and to go i think part of it was at least maybe five years ago it was like golf fans went there because it was a party golf event right so it was yeah. a chance to like go booze but also like watch the now golf people just go there to party and now there's just partiers who don't care about the golf and it's just totally they want to be part of the scene yeah so they i had I to stop beer sales Briefly, briefly, but apparently at some point they stopped like the front gate was just like, whatever, there's too many people just come on in and they stopped scanning tickets Yeah, and it just turned into a GA. Well, that's your real problem right there. Yeah. So apparently they were saying this, like, I don't know. I think the number was like 20 or 30,000 more people there than they expected. Yeah. They got to I think, I think they just got to cap that. Yeah. Population. You know, does it right? The masters, three people attend mm-hmm. hot dogs are a dollar yeah. and nobody else is allowed to visit. Only former presidents are allowed to or watch the, the other thing they could do if they want it to keep growing, but they don't want it to be mayhem is do what you do on whole 16. Just do it on every par three. So you can actually accommodate like the 80 to hundred thousand people who want to show up there and just say, Hey, at this tournament, the par threes or the party holes, everything else is like, whatever. And you just risk guys like not wanting to play there. Yeah, that too. I'm sure we'll start to see that. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so that wrapped up in the first quarter, second quarter of the Super Bowl, which was painfully boring Man. to begin with. Yeah. The D's were humming. Yeah. Like uh, San Francisco, when they went on that first drive where it was like, bing, 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 and like four plays, they were in the red zone. You're like, oh my God, we're getting like a yeah, shootout Super yeah. Bowl back and forth. Glad I bet the over. And then McCaffrey fumbles that one and no one got a sniff of momentum for the rest of the like, half. How many fumbles does he have all season? Like none. And then in that game, more than he's man, it was, did you see the freak injury too to their linebacker? He ran out of the field and hurt himself. Hey, blew his Achilles tendon out, just like slipping on the grass. Cause he was getting too fired up. Well, last year, the the grass was a big, you know, spot of contention with the NFL because of the, it was really slippery. And they had this guy called the sod father, like a 75 year old man, the sod father who was in charge of the grass. And they put all the blame on him, said he didn't do it right. It was too slippery at the end of everything he's done. They blamed it on the sod father. Yeah. Oh, they blamed it on him. And he went on the offensive. He went, he was doing interviews last year being like, F the NFL. I don't care. I did my job right. I know how to make crap. I anyway. stand with the sod father. And so this year there was like, people were wondering, was it going to be the same? Cause it was the same kind of grass, same kind of rollout stadium. Sod father, not involved. 
No, not involved. He Bastards. quit. He retired he after quit. that. Yeah, he retired after being blamed for it. Poisoned. His legacy. Mm. Yep. So that was a weird injury. And then Grass like just King this year. The watch one? <laughs> a sod father's biggest enemy. Yeah, <laughs> Grass King. Grass King. Yep. He yep. comes in. Mm-hmm. All black uniform, like in Mighty Ducks, the Iceland team. One blade of grass out the back. Just grabs the grass. He goes, mm-hmm. sod father. Yep. I'll fix this. You got to taste it. Got it. Did he fix it? No, uh, that guy blew his I don't down. have a clue. I don't know. This, that's just the weirdest thing in the world that a guy would hurt himself. A pro athlete would hurt himself like that. Oh, it's one of those injuries too. That I was, it's probably a ticking time bomb. It's probably going to happen I on was, that play or I was debating it with my buddies. They're like, Oh, that's way worse than like, if you get lit up by a hit and like that takes you, I'm like, no, the opposite. That way you're going to spend the rest of your time and like, Oh, could I've done something different when your Achilles just blows up like that. Taking time on you at yeah. some point in that game, it was given out. It reminded me of when players get hurt in baseball doing the walk off tour and they go to jump on home plate and then they hurt themselves. Yeah, yeah. that's what it reminded me of. Jay yeah, was one the guy kick- with his knee. Yeah, <laughs> was the kicker the punter from Perth? One of the pun- was the punter oh, for I think one of the teams had a Perth punter who was like some guy. The punters was it the field goal guy though? Moody Wishnowski. Yeah, that's you from Perth for the 49er. Yep, the former punter. Perth Glacier. They showed early on, like, this is a big thing all around the world. And then they showed Perth and they're just like, ah, like, they're just drunk. They don't care. Oh, yeah. It's like four days later. They're yeah. out there giving her. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The second half picked up. Thank God. The fourth quarter was fourth unreal. Quarter, overtime. Overtime. What? It makes no sense to take the ball first if you're San Francisco. No. Well, I don't know the upside. They didn't understand okay, it, though. Know. There's. There's, there's two reasons why, and uh, Shanahan said it. They wanted the ball the third time. Because then it's sudden death. And then also, KC's defense was gassed. So you put them on defense ASAP after you just kind of like wore them down. I think that's outweighed by knowing what you need to do when you well, get the ball and, the second time. And, and having four, and having four downs to compared do? to three. If you All you need is a field goal. To win the game, when you get that ball the second time, your game plan that's changes. The, that's the third possession. If you need get it. the TD, so when they have a possession, they're fucked because they you know they're getting possession. But the, I think the biggest thing is is if you take the ball first, you know you have three downs, and if yep. you take the ball second, you have four. You have one extra down because you don't have to punt. You, you're not going to be punting it away if they so score a field goal. Let's say you know you have to do it. Something. San Fran goes first. They stuff McCaffrey. You throw an incomplete pass, and then it's fourth and two. On your first little run there. Yeah. The, then fair. you have to punt. You're fucked versus the other way. The, it happened. The Chiefs went on fourth and one. They probably don't go on that if it's. No. If they if they had the ball first, they don't go on that. They, they don't punt go on it away. All. They punt it away. Now, it was fourth and one for San Fran. Would they, they probably would have gone for it, too. But they didn't. They didn't. It was fourth and two. That's, that's I know. But like if, if, if they were fourth and two and they went second, and they're, going, they're going for it. Yeah, I, I agree. The fourth down changes it. Totally I, 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 I agree. That does. I, I agree to that, that point, but then I'm springing all the counterpoints. I think, See, I, I think those are overthinking. Just, uh, just score a fucking touchdown. How's that sound? Yeah. Scared money. Don't make money. Like get the touchdown. Then you put them, you back baby in a corner or oh, backing Pat. And they were given a, a gift with that penalty. Oh, I know. So like no quarterback has ever in the Super Bowl gone like eight for eight, seven for seven, like a hundred percent in one drive and Patrick Mahomes did it in overtime to win the game went eight for eight. And it's like, this guy is inevitable, man. We, we potentially, That's why we, we just... potentially could be like, he, he, he will be the greatest quarterback probably to ever play. But like, you can start thinking about athlete. 
Most dominant athlete. Most dominant athlete in their sport. So he's won three now, right? Yeah. If he keeps this up, did you see, oh man, uh, Troy Aikman with an all-time bad quote tweet like four years ago where somebody was like... We're witnessing the end of Patrick Mahomes. No, he said something like he's got 33% of like... Me go look out the window. It was something to do about just like how he compared to Troy Aikman. He already has X percent of his uh, like this many stats, this many stats, this many stats. And he's only played X amount of games. And Aikman quote tweets and goes, yeah, tell me when he has 100% of my championships. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And now he does. And so there was like over 12,000 quote tweets to that tweet yesterday. At 28. Just incredible. Do you guys want to talk about the Super Bowl or do you want to talk about the fucking game? Yeah. Okay. Three things more important than the game. One, Ice Spice. Yep. What? Listen to her most of the game. Okay. She's got a new song called uh, Princess Diana with Nicki Minaj. She also has a farting song. Something like that. Oh boy. Say what now? Song? What's it called? It's like something the fart song. I kept seeing the meme of her and Jason. What Kelsey. on earth? Oh, that's what that meant. Yeah. Sometimes you see a meme and you don't quite know. Think you the shit in brackets fart. Ah. Second yeah. thing. Well, you're missing the second part of it. You not even the fart. Turn down for what? Yep. It's not an Usher song. Doesn't matter. But it saved it's the wow. performance. Yeah. You know what? I don't feel a little John just sitting in the stands being like, holy shit. I think that was this what, isn't going good. I'm jumping in. I think that that's what they swapped in for Bieber. So I, I think Bieber was supposed to perform. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought I heard Rumbling. He was there. I don't know, man. I saw in this deep Bieber account. They showed him and Haley in the in the audience, and he was wigging out during the I don't know, Beeps. Uh, God bless. We I do, me and my buddies were joking about the idea of like the producers or whoever plans Super Bowl halftime being like, all right, little John. We're going to bring you in on like a rope with lasers and pyrotechnics. And he goes, uh, no, just put me in the crowd. Just, just drop me in. I'll just be there. But he looked great. He was oh, jacked awesome. up. Yeah, like he, he looked fantastic. Up just in the middle of 20 people and does his little. Yeah. And I had two thoughts simultaneously. Number one, this is awesome. Number two, this is not a Dusher song. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. It was the best part of the. It was awesome. People go bananas for turned out. The Usher is one of my favorite songs of all time. When they all came out in roller skates too, I wanted them to do. Have you ever seen when like a group of like old men are at like a roller derby ring and they're perfectly (laughs) singing with their high stepping crossovers? I got gold member vibes. Yeah, man. I was. I was. And then uh, I was like, okay, he's not bad. You know, like he's pretty good. And then right at the end, he almost goes down. Why introduce an extra level of difficulty? Like you're already. Performing the Super Bowl, it's already super nerve wracking. Like, hmm, and he's a I guess like, good dancer. Yeah, Why I guess a roller skate. He had like five wardrobe changes too. Well, now Jay, you were most concerned about his last wardrobe change before we started this. You said, "I don't know if Usher's <laughs> got 1996 Yeah version body to be naked at the Super Bowl," and I'm just wondering if you would care to follow. I up. don't know if I can unpack that. He still no. looked pretty good. Yeah, I know he was fit, but just. <laughs> It just, well, let me know if you saw what I saw. And I'm not going to tell you what I saw. I saw his nipples look like dousing rods pointing straight south. Really? Searching for water. That's close. That's close to what Jay saw. (laughs) Definitely that area was interesting. But anyways. And also that he looked like the purple cobras from Dodgeball. Yes, he did. Yeah. That was funny. I honestly, and the, someone made a meme about it and made me laugh. Blazer. I thought that it was called <laughs> Kaepernick when fucking Luda came up. Oh, yeah, just, that was a great that was a But great they just throw through to him, though, and he had the big afro. And I was like, is that called Kaepernick? Oh, that verse still Luda. pops, too. Oh, it's oh, yeah. good to see Luda. I miss Luda. Usher's got hits, man. Somebody was I making fun of Ludacris and being like, man, he doesn't look like he performs. He performs all the time. He's still, like, very, very active. He looks great. That song, flashback right to the Cowboys D-Floor. 
Yeah. 25 cent yeah. draft in each well, hand. Come on. You know who didn't get a lot of love? Well, also, they found a way to get Jermaine Dupree in, which I thought was what funny. Was He's he wearing like there? a little kid, like going yeah. to his christening tuxedo. Somebody asked, was Will I Am there too? So he yeah. was. That yeah. was the guy who didn't get any love. He I came out with like him. a spaceman helmet. They left him at the back. Oh. And when they were showing Usher and everyone dancing, Will I Am was right behind Usher in the shot. Somebody asked me if Jermaine Dupree was CeeLo Green. <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> up until this morning, I thought it was. You know, did? Somebody, yeah, and I was like, <laughs> wow, really? was like hey, why did we only get like two minutes of CeeLo I mean, Green? <laughs> not a great look for Jermaine Dupree to be compared to CeeLo Green. He should have wore the helmet. That was a preposterous outfit for him to wear. <laughs> yeah. You he know, looked- I Googled CeeLo Green and it goes, reaction, Super Bowl fans mistake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it Green. just was it wasn't our just our party that everybody was doing it. Yeah. Alicia Keys, woo, she's great. Always looking great, songs sounding great. Yeah. Great always voice. I didn't even know they had songs together, but she was that dress she was wearing too. Do you see how it like when she the they were first, of it. yeah, like was like most of the arena. It looked like the cell. Have you ever seen the movie The Cell with oh, Jennifer geez. Lopez? That is one of the like <laughs> that that movie is creepy. Yeah, and Vincent D'Onofrio sitting there, and he's she's like in the dream, and he stands up, and on his back he's got these two long pieces of fabric, and they wrap all the way around the whole building, yep. and as he's walking, they, it is all time creepy scene. Speaking of JLo, in any movies, the ad with her and Ben Affleck was very funny. I didn't I see, see, you haven't see it. We didn't yeah, see yeah, any yeah. of the oh, ads. It's so, so good. We would, we paused or, or muted it during like the, the commercial break. But it so wasn't that, on TV. It's gotta be on the tellies. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't done my yeah. deep dive into the, the commercials yet. Every year. Cause you sit there and watching the game, we weren't muting the commercials. We were just watching the same Canadian commercials over and over again. I'm reminded I need to go find a stream online that has the American commercials because I feel like that would amplify the experience. But so many people clip the ads and put them out on social because people can't see them. Yeah, but I'd like to watch them in the moment. You know, it adds the experience. <laughs> well, Tyler, no, I tell you. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm right there with you. I don't. I can't believe I've watched the Super Bowl for what no less than ten straight years, and never once have we thought about like forethought of getting the stream on there, other than like the Canadian. Even if you're feed. like ninety seconds behind cable TV, like who cares? Yeah, the, the no, Dunkin' Donuts it. ads though are like the most self-aware thing part of the Super Bowl. Like the ad is, is how, Ben Affleck in that. Yeah, and J Lo's <laughs> in it, and it's basically about how he's a goof and she doesn't want to be around him, and Tom Brady's in the ad, and the J Lo hits on Tom Brady in the ad like it's very funny very yeah, self-aware I that one in the david beckham posh beckham uber eats ad that was so funny I'll, so funny i'll tell you one person who loved the uh usher halftime show and that was my daughter oh yeah she danced the entire time and my proudest moment is when they started singing yeah she'd repeat yeah yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Was like, oh she was, she was our own personal halftime show. She was having a great time dancing up front, making everybody a little happier just to see, I don't know. It's fun. Cause we got all the families there and all the kids and she was just, yeah, she's all the, all the nieces and nephews were having a good time hanging out with Crawford. She it she was, was fun. Buzzing. She slept through the night. That's always, that tells you. So did Usher. <laughs> so everybody was exhausted. Charles, I'm hearing, I was hearing rumblings that you had a late night. Did you not just go home when the game ended? No, 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 I, I did. I was, I, I should have, I was going to stay, but my wife and kids were like, cause come home. Like last year I was like, okay, babe, I'm just going to stay for an extra hour. Like it's already eight 30. I think I got home at 2 AM. We played darts till like two in the morning, just <laughs> drink the whole bottle of rye. And <clears throat> she saw it. I have one more day of like work before we got to go. And so it was the right move, but I think I caught home at like nine 30. Ah, smart. So it was good. I was in bed by 10 30. 
Because I had to have one by myself at home, you know, as one does. A personal debrief. The personal the debrief, night, yeah. yeah. Watching the highlights, seeing the things that I missed, seeing some commentary on things. Because I didn't, I mean, we didn't really watch like the interviews after the game. Um, I really liked the way that they, that Patrick Mahomes on the field broke down the overtime, you know, saying that we had that plan. Like we were going to, we wanted that to be the plan. And so when the 49ers made that decision, they were very happy about it. Yeah. Right. And so that's just the fourth thought you have to have as a coach to be prepared for that. I mean, they're unbelievable. I'm three happy. and three and four years, it's three and five, three and three and five, three and five. Yeah, Rams one. And Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Another one in there. Is there a Pats? Oh, uh, Tampa. Oh yeah, Rams and Tampa one in between. I'm just happy, and a few of us felt the love of live betting come back. That was great. Yep. Yeah, I didn't jump on it when it was plus money. I jumped on it right before OT because I just watched the way Mahomes drove the field to tie the game, and I was like, "Yep, this thing is over." So I did it at halftime. I didn't yeah, get it. As good I got as it just before halftime. It was nice. Shout out to Betway 19 plus. Please play responsibly. I would have broken even on the night. If the Gatorade was clear, but it was purple for a second straight year. Oh, I saw Liam tweet that it's going to be orange. So I wonder if he had like, if he saw something, it was purple. Yeah. I went with blue. Who won the props? I don't know. They, I don't even think he's done it yet. Because oh, we yeah, we do this prop sheet where you have to fill out like, like 25, 25 questions. Outcome, yeah. Yeah, like um, and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And yeah. And so we needed to wait. It's usually about 30 to 40 minutes after the game. They put out the official um, answer sheet. So, but we, everybody was pretty much heading out. So my brother-in-law had to, the money. had to do it after. Yeah. And I haven't heard who won. What so a prick. <laughs> he probably just kept that money. <laughs> who won? Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone did. In uh not great sporting news from the weekend, the Oilers stunk on Saturday night. Yeah, they did. You know, they're allowed one stinker. Yeah. Like how are you going to come down from winning 16 games in a row? Play good against Anaheim. Hey, but yeah, what are we going to do? They we go 82 and 0. What the fuck? They're, they're a little taxed. They're like, one, like a Connor handling a puck. He was losing the puck without any challenge. They're one and two in the last three. I mean, well, I'm fucking right off the seat. Is it a problem? Is, is this, are we starting to get stressed out? <laughs> Just kidding. I'm, I was going to come and do this whole, we might never win another one. You boys are like, seriously, what is this? The end of the Connor McDavid it's era just, again? Or did you, and, and they kept, and they stayed in the game and they weren't even playing great. Did you read the GQ interview with Connor? No, there's a new GQ interview with Connor. Oh yeah. Do you want to know what you learn? Nothing. Well, I don't it is hilarious. I read it. I was like, "What? Why do they even do so this?" Surface. They're like, "Do you love Nickelback?" He's like, "You know it." They're like, "Well, hockey." <laughs> that was the end of the interview. Well, that sucks. I have it on good authority though that Nickelback's management has seen the article. Yeah, I think it was a Nickel- our version of the article though. Oh. What we recapped it. Give and our did, little notes. Did Nickelback's management on the GQ like, or like that? They did like it. Oh, they did on the like GQ it. interview we recapped it. Yeah. Great. Alina wrote it, right? Yeah, Alina. Show it to Alina. Mm-hmm. Great. Great. And it got sent to Nickelback's management. The gist oh, I got reading it. How do you it. know this? I know things. So speaking of this, this kind before, of stuff, go ahead. You go. <laughs> I bet you sent in the shadows. What I got from this article yes. is that Nickelback is performing at his wedding. I think so too. That's why. That's this why. is why it was written is to like plant the seed. And Nickelback based on how before. little he knows about his own wedding, it was very important that he won the skills competition for that extra million bucks. For Nickelback. Yes. Connor, I'm going to do, this is Lauren talking. This is how Lauren sounds. Connor, I'm going to do everything. You get us in GQ once in the lead up and our photos on the cover. I'm on it. So uh, he talked to Greg Wyshynski at All-Star Weekend about that. And Greg Wyshynski's like, oh, big wedding you're planning? Like, how's that during the season? And Connor's like, my only job is to get my guys in tuxedos and get them down the aisle. And Greg was like, oh, like, are you looking over the DJ list and like doing the cake stuff? 
And Connor was like, nope, not allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> so he had to go in that million bucks. It's good, man. He got it on GQ. He did his part. It yeah, covers the deposit for the wedding. Do you think exactly. they're going to have like a massively public wedding with like 200 no, people? No, he's going to get like a fucking island somewhere. But he's going to have a photographer yeah, present. It's, it's either going to be like one of the, like he sells the rights to yes. someone, which also is like oh, a way of body protection. Armor. What do you mean? Because it like kind of boxes them out, like everyone else out. Oh, from like, like, like having like yeah. all the outlets trying to cover it. You know, I just think he understands that like there's going to be a lot of interest in this rather than making this like we're not going to get married at the Basilica on Jasper yeah. Ave. We're going to get married in cottage country, but we will have better homes and gardens there for $7 million. Yeah. But that's what I was thinking. Like the only weddings you ever see that are so over the top televised, all this stuff are like royal weddings. When Gretzky, I would like to talk to my parents actually and ask them when Gretzky did that in Edmonton. Was it like weird? Was it, was it like, like a royal wedding? Dude? Oh, it was, that's down, what I mean. It was they a, shut down Jasper Ave for like, like six name, blocks. Name it's a amazing kind of Connor did that. Name know? a second oh. wedding that you know of like that where the person is not a royal. Times, but like imagine he did that. You I respect I mean? it. I'm not I respect he's not, but the Janet allowed it. Right? Like, yeah, that's, they could have gotten married anywhere. Anyway, I know yeah. it, but like, it's just like, yeah, that's so cool. That so he did cool. That. So cool. So like Connor did that. I'm like, I'm not like, I'm not even upset that he's not no. doing it in the slightest. Janet was like, I'll get married in Edmonton, but you're only allowed to play there for two more years. But you're yeah. treated <laughs> three then, weeks yeah, later. And then we go spend the rest of the time in LA and New York. This is the closing Done. ceremonies of your time in Edmonton, our wedding. <laughs> I just want Connor to get married during a game. During the intermission. Nope. Maybe during the Molson Cup. Nope. Stoppage and play. Ah. Bring her out in the ice. Usher lowered down from the scoreboard. Performs the wedding. Yep. Usher back up in the scoreboard. Ice skates now. Yep. Lauren's wearing a full wedding dress, but Connor's wearing all his gear. He'd yep. want to. That's that's how we would, we would want it. And then body armor logo paid for. <laughs> Makes sense. This know. wedding brought to you by Barty Armor, whatever their new flavor Officiated by Rick Campanelli. Unbelievable. Ooh, Speaking of Rick like celebrities Camp- and stuff, I um, am thoroughly, thoroughly impressed and proud to be a part of this Oilers Nation family right now because your guys' interview with Ryan Whitney was next level. It was fucking awesome. I love that he did it, number one. I listened to the whole thing and he was like way more engaged than I expect somebody with his, I guess, status right now. I mean, he's the biggest hockey podcaster in the world. Um, he's part of one of the biggest media companies in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he didn't, he, I, I mean, I heard it was a quick yes when you reached out to him. Very quick. I texted him whatever night that would have been it was just pre-all-star to be like hey would you be interested in doing this he texted me back within like 15 minutes and was like yep he's like this week's coming up is bad week after count me in any day and like he came on and was exactly what you want him to be right like i thought he was great uh, what's your takeaway from that interview yeah i thought i thought he was awesome man like i again we could have talked for we could five have hours oh hmm. ask me go ahead <laughs> what did no, you th- no ask me what i think what no, did I- you think of it hmm. i'll tell you what i saw i saw Oilers fans getting gaslit by Ryan Whitney again when he apologized <laughs> for jumping off the bandwagon too soon. I'm watching this. I'm shaking my head already. I look at you, Jay. I saw you forgive him in a heartbeat. The minute he said I got off too soon, you just blacked out due to celebrity's power. And you said, I forgive you. I would like to rewind when Ryan Whitney was brought to the Oilers. We traded Lubomir Visnowski. Remember Lubo? I don't know why Lubo wanted to leave all of a sudden. Didn't make no sense to me either. But by bringing in Whitney, noted bad boy. And putting him in a dressing room filled with young, impressionable minds. 
And now you're there. You still don't forgive him for that? For coming to Edmonton and torpedoing the rebuild? I don't think I Ryan Whitney torpedoed <laughs> Oh, really? Look at you two Ryan Whitney converts over there having a great old time. I will remind you, Ryan Whitney was on season one of Real Life when it was me, Gregor, and Strudwick, and I refused to appear in the episode. Even though Whitney was far above us on the food chain, I will be the last remaining Oilers fan to have beef with this guy. The rest of you are falling for his tricks. He's got me. I think it's endearing that even though his career here didn't go well, he has a soft spot for us as a fan base. He is placating us because we always yell at him on Twitter. But dude, not only he, it doesn't have nothing to do with the way that people interact with him on Twitter. When there's an Oilers well, fans game, always give it to him. When there's an Oilers game and he's tweeting about it, the Oilers become 10 times more relevant to hockey fans Yep, in that moment. There's just nothing you like. Uh, that, that is true. Oh, Ryan Whitney hates us. So if you want to fall <laughs> he for this he loves shit. It. Once in a while, always in a He's now because we're good. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot of people, though. Well, it's better than PK. who's just taking shots at us because he wants to be relevant. Yeah, that's ridiculous. annoying. Ridiculous. You can tell he doesn't watch the game at all. What's yeah. that? PK doesn't watch the game. No, he's too busy flying all around being awesome. Mm. Is it true that he's dating? Uh, yeah. It's the that, rumor. It's the but that was you that told me that. I'm just remembering. Mm-hmm. So you just confirmed your own rumor? Yep. Where did you hear it originally? I heard that he is dating Nelly Furtado, confirmed from Tyler. <laughs> she she brought a, him on stage oh, at the concert. Second the source. manager told me. Second if you source. Google Nelly Furtado, PK Subban, they have a lot of pictures where they're very close. So that fueled the rumors. <laughs> Maybe he's just a big fan of Maneater. <laughs> Maybe. You know what else blew me away about the Super Bowl? Beyonce. Rented a whole or whatever bunch of scoreboards near the stadium, and like guerrilla marketed release during the Super Bowl that she has a country album out, and it didn't seem to have a big impact on the storyline. People were more focused on Tay Tay. What's that mean? Oh no! Have the Swifties overtaken the Beehive? Not in our lifetime. They might. Oh, it's happened. Swifties are. It's probably they mobilize. They are. The Beehive's getting older now. We like to sit. Yeah. Anything's happening. I think so. Taylor went up about 10 notches in my book when she gassed that beer when she was on the big screen. I loved it. I thought it was great. It took six months in pre-meetings for that to happen. Did it, you know that? I know, but hey. They're like, okay, it's second it quarter. Just, she's like, It just cue. shows that she gets it. That's fine, but she's doing it. She understands the audience. That's exactly right. That's what I mean. Just like Ryan Whitney understands being an Oilers fan. When Christian McCaffrey's dating Ice Spice next Super Bowl and they win because that's the storyline, but they miss a field goal to miss the spread and everyone's cheering. And then, yep. If we're talking about business stuff too, big company on the offensive right now, Bud Light. Did you see the deal they signed? Shane Gillis? They signed with Shane Gillis? Yeah. Oh, I thought that's what you were going to reference. No, UFC. Oh. (laughs) They signed with, they have... That was a couple. They have years. pivoted ago, like it? Ross and Chandler. Well, they were with in the couch. UFC ads since day like early on. But, but, yes. they, but it's like their main promotion now. And it's like, you know, and post Malone standing there in the he's middle. Always of the been, but he's like always, been, he's always been a Bud Light yeah, guy, like but it was it, there was no way that the NFL and post Malone, they were like, OK, we're going to show you in one through three, two, one, and then they show them because they're all holding their Wait beer cans. Wait you think the so Super Bowl awkward. is a marketing event? Oh, can you imagine, imagine, hey! But they have, they have, they are, they are back on the offensive. I think they went underground for a little bit, and they are. 
So you know, though, that Taylor Swift arranged to pound that drink on camera. Of course. Okay. Just I'll, okay. I'll show you how I know I'll it's rehearsed. No. Do you, you know when they showed her and Blake kind of like hugging close, and then all of a sudden Blake's like around the screen. She's like, oh my god, around the screen. Yeah. You can see her eyes. She was already looking for her to be on the screen, and then she looked back, and then did that, and then did that reaction. Like I was like. Well, anytime Travis Kelsey touches the ball, it defaults to her. So well, that's fine. We all know it's coming. That's so what she the does Swifties too. want. They want it. They want to see her, see her cheering. They for do. Her but so people who get pissed off about the fact that they show Taylor Swift a lot. If we're talking about a two and a half hour football game, I think somebody did the math that she was on screen for 45 seconds. I would in, see you oh, also in quick. total. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in total. It wasn't total. too much. No, 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 no. I didn't think it was no, made the game more of, interesting. Yeah. yeah. I want to see Jay-Z pound a beer. Did you uh, see Beyonce dressed like a cowboy at the game? I, did. I now know why. Yeah, now it makes sense because she was also dressed like a cowboy at the Grammys. Exactly. Search Jeff Goldblum too on the big screen because he acted like he had never seen himself on a big screen or a TV screen before in his life. There's just so he many like storylines converging at the Super Bowl. I right? love like, it. The it's- Kardashians are walking in like stormtroopers and shit. It's awesome. It is. Kim and Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, are they dating? It's so in the DL. They're barely even rolling it out. It's like Nelly Furtado, PK Subban. Well, Kim K knows you don't do a rollout in the middle of a Taylor Swift story arc. No, that's right. Now that the Super Bowl is over, they can put that on the shelf. They can break up in time for the next album. So Kim's got a whole summer with Odell Beckham. Interesting. All right. uh, We do quickly need to step aside for a break. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Back on the Real Life Podcast brought to you by DoorDash, or I should say delivered by DoorDash. Dash that for the win and for a limited time. Our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code NATION25. Throw that promo code in there. Get yourself 25% off and have restaurants, groceries, and more delivered right to your door with DoorDash. Or go to Chalmers and have a power session with them for two hours and walk home and order a donair. Okay, so I have an update to something. It's the end of parking gate on my street. Oh yeah, what Someone happened? One of them killed another? The guy who just moved in less than a year ago 
for sale sign back up. Yeah, out of there. Wow. <laughs> wow. I feel wow. like he's a quitter. Amber sent me the. I was just gonna say that he's, he's given up. Hey, yeah, what a quitter. quitter. Yeah, I just I'm stunned, man. I can't believe it. New listing up now. Disappointing. Great neighbors is the sign. In the Do you road. know what it was listed for the before? Yeah, no, I important. don't. Is this guy going to take a hit on this house? Yeah, Dude, no, I want to know. He's put a ton it. of work into it. Oh, has he? I, I so feel for that guy, man. Taking a hit then. I would well, check out what's it called? Open door or what's the one you can check with property sold for? There's a website guy from Emerson actually started it. Um, anyways, We'll find out what he what he paid for. Yeah. He's in the hole for sure. Yeah. Are it's you gonna try to? Test. Are you gonna try to like? Do you talk to this neighbor? Nope. Never spoken to him once. I think you need to get over that. Are you gonna now, get now, a full? Now you yeah. gotta get the full details. You need the debrief now. It's like come over the six pack and be like, we need to talk. Let's about chat. This. About let's this. sort this shit out. No, no, because no, then he'll no, be like, no, no, sort it. Just tell me everything. But then he might just be like, where the hell is this support? I'm not here to support you. No, I know you're leaving. I'm here for now. I want to hear the story. I'm not here to help in any bit. I, I had a six pack with old crazy Rob last week and I heard his side of it. I don't know if that's his name. Are you going to hear both sides? Yeah. I want to hear both sides. Well, yeah, oh. you, well then you get the other side it's when balance. the guy leaves. Life's about balance. Yeah. You got to go get the deeds. Dude, like the real deed. Think about the content. Set I don't the road have the requisite social skills for this. Bring the roadcaster <laughs> over and then oh, pretend interview people for ding a dong. living. Yeah, with a mic. Yeah, but just pop what? a shirt in his face. <laughs> Should we just bring him on real life then? That'd be fucking hilarious. Tyler, pro hat goes on. You just need the microphone in front of your face. And then you know what? You should invite him on a pro, on a pro life, on to real life. I don't know anything about this guy. I've never well, spoken to him. <laughs> Well, hey, well Zoom, hey, if only, if only you had an interview show where you could f- ask him some questions. Jeez, if you only knew how to ask people questions. We'll zoom in for 10 minutes. I think if he's story. leaving your neighborhood under a cloud of dust, he wants to document it. Yes. Maybe. Let him get his story out there. Don't you think it would, don't you think you would want to know if five people sat in an office in the River Valley and talked about your <laughs> parking situation? <laughs> dozens of your listeners. We should do, or, or we could take the show on the road and do it from his driveway. Oh, do it from the scene of the crime, and my yeah. other neighbors would be so pissed. About well, that. so tell them, I'll piss them off. That's where yeah. we're gonna do it. We need to figure it out. How are we gonna get the details? We need to know because you've just been guessing. Yeah, it could be something completely different. I want to know if this guy in a year's time is moving specifically because of the other guy, or did he flip the house and now it's just time to if go? If it's a flip, but, that's one thing. But if he's but moving because like, of the other guy, I just want to note know. how odd it is. You'll text Ryan Whitney. But won't talk to your own name. Yeah. <laughs> like Seriously. that to me uh, is odd. I, yeah, I really don't talk to any of my neighbors because I'm awkward. So but I, you're not awkward to Brian Whitney? Just no. walk over with a microphone. And that would Does it have anything to do with that once you open that door, now it's an every time you see them, it's a high, maybe a stop. But they're leaving. And so it's just easier not to open that door. I would love, I've said, I, I would love to be close with my neighbors. I hear your stories, your neighbors with Ryan. He's a great guy. I would love to have a neighbor that I'm friends with. I just don't. But have the, I'm not. I'm and not and you know what? Friends. You don't. You don't. Just need make to. a lav mic. Then it's not quite as aggressive. You still got the comfort <laughs> yeah. of the microphone there. If you show up at his doorstep with a camera crew, he's going to think he won Publishers Clearinghouse. Nice. Give him a check. For he'll $5. be so upset. It's you. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't believe it's the end of Parking Gate. One time when I was in grade twelve, we had this uh, class project to work on, and the girl in my group didn't come because she thought publishers clearinghouse was coming to her house that day no she did not attend school that afternoon what made her think well, that yeah well, why the remember they would send out mail being like are you gonna be home january 18th at 6 p.m when we're showing oh, up they sent to everyone she did not come to school that day 
I do uh, not want to tell you where that girl ended up. I don't know what this is. What is this? Publisher's oh, Clearinghouse? Dude. Ed McMahon used to go around and hand out you know million dollar is? checks. Oh my God. A million, million dollar checks. He would checks. just knock on the door. He'd have three balloons and a massive check for a million dollars. Why? Publishers clear- well, it's probably like a Amway book scam or something, right? Like, uh, it was- like Columbia House oh, yeah. CDs. Yeah, like someone's getting books. scammed somewhere along yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. Reader's Digest was somehow involved. And I shouldn't say Amway's a scam. It was it's one of those things a, I think that everybody. line of success or whatever. It's a pyramid of success. Everybody no, knew about Publishers Clearinghouse, but nobody actually understood it. And Except that girl in my high school. Except for you win a million bucks. They were just yeah. giving random people a million bucks. Yep. You had to enter. You had See, to what enter you do is you get this really fancy car. Go on. And you get a kiosk booth at the mall. Mm-hmm. Sell tickets. You, you sell tickets for 10 years to win the car. <laughs> to lease the car for a year. For, for a month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then no one can follow up. One day there's a new Ferrari. I don't know of anyone that has won a car from that thing. They've geo blocked us. That's why you cannot publishers clearinghouse in Canada. I wanted to get us tickets. I can't really. Mm -hmm. They're protecting us. I feel discriminated. I do too. Should we use that special URL I sent you the other day? Discriminated. I think we might have to. Or I'm just going to use my VPN and I'll go pretend I'm in the States and buy us tickets. I blew Bag Milk's mind the other day because he was trying to read something behind a paywall and I was like, oh, you don't know? Archive.pr? Well, because the one I used gone, it went sideways, got blocked. Now yours is my my go to. Archive.pr. Yeah. Anything behind a paywall, just take the link, copy it, and then put it into archive.pr and it shows you a cached version of the internet from like 90 minutes ago. You can all free. Content. Have you been, what I was the other day is I was the first person to archive the article I was trying to read. So I watched it do its process. It was interesting. That's, That's cool. I will never be behind a paywall. Mm. What's the point? Archive.pr. We'll get Plus, us around it. Where's dot PR Chalmers. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Puerto Rico. <laughs> I was going to say Portugal. It's Jake Paul site. Yeah. Mm. I'm surprised they weren't at the Super Bowl. It probably was too much Taylor Swift time on TV. Yeah, it's, it's tough celebrities. to be noticed. What they would have well, been noticed. Beyonce couldn't even get her bloody shit on the TV. Yeah, what, uh, what chance does Jake Paul have? Like, so there's a guy going around just interviewing like non-celebrities, like what they paid to get in. And like the average was like 8,500 US. What? Yeah. I would never pay that much to watch a football game. Did you see, uh, what if it's because it was in Vegas or, but it's, I don't know, Super Bowl is crazy. So, what if it was the Cardinals? You paying that much to go see the Cardinals? In never. <laughs> never. Tommy Pham, outfielder for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Oh, this is a flex. First, he posts on his Instagram story. He's at the game, first half. Then all of a sudden, next snap, he's watching the second half at home. He goes, Game's better on my couch. He just dipped halfway through the game. Flex! <laughs> Went home. He probably got his tickets What is free. the limit you would He pay lives for in Florida. Okay. <laughs> if money is no object. <clears throat> excuse me. If the Browns made the and Super Bowl, Cardinals, I would pay 10 grand. You would pay 10 grand to be there. Yes. Well, don't you they think, though, on the line of Tommy Pham, it's just better on TV? I'd pay 2500 It's one of those things, like, and 10 grand's a lot of money, and I probably won't spend 10 grand. But don't worry, the Browns will never make the Super Bowl. Well, that's also <laughs> it. Uh, How much do you pay for the Bills? Super Bowl. I would But rat- it's the pageantry. It's the whole I like know. and knowing that you're going, the fact that you're there and you're one of the people that are going. Then you'll always remember I went there once for every other Super Bowl. Like if it just takes one and then you've been to a Super Bowl. Yeah. When the day comes when the Bills ultimately get there, I will sit on my couch in my basement with the lights off and watch it. I will not go to a party. I will not have What's your over. number though? What's your max number? I, I, don't, bucks? I don't know if I would want to. 
Why? <sighs> you pay to go to Buffalo now. Yes. Yeah, I know, because I love being amongst the people. And I do like watching But football. you won't talk to your neighbors? So you want to watch your favorite team in the Super Bowl alone in the basement? But I'm just like, I don't think I would pay five grand to go watch the Bills in the Super Bowl. How about 10 it's grand? Like a once in a lifetime chat. <laughs> yeah. like, like, it's not like you're spending five grand every year to go to the it's Super Bowl. It's 10 grand, not five grand. Yeah, it's true. And it is 10 Stop grand. Stop saying five grand. That gets you one and a half seats. That gets you your flight. I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't pay what it would take. I think is my answer. But wouldn't you want to see your team in the Super Bowl live? Would you want that? Remove the price. Yeah. Like if it's Oilers game seven, I want to pay too much to go see it. Yeah. Oilers are different. Well, that's our and, and hockey's better in person than it is on TV. <laughs> that's how I feel about cool. it. At least I'd rather I like watching the play in front of me. Whatever, football's such a good TV sport. That the roar of the crowd, about. especially your team, your fans, yeah, though, like, I think is not right. Like I, if you gave me the choice between seeing a Bills Super Bowl in person or a Bills AFC Championship in Buffalo, AFC Championship in Buffalo all day. Yeah. It, the Super Bowl crowd wouldn't be a significant enough draw. That's an interesting point. It's just rich people, not fans of the Super Yeah, Bowl. which oh. is why I also think they should get rid of the bye week in between the Super Bowl and the AFC NFC. It's not like crazy amounts of fans are traveling for this thing anymore. Is it to let let the the players players heal? Yeah, but I think the game would be better if it was like, bang, we're going. You have less one less week to prep. We're just giving her. Momentum carries over. I think they should eliminate that bye week. Especially with the way air travel is now. Like It's not like these teams really need to like go far to like get there, right? It's And put it on a Saturday. And put it on a Saturday. Imagine that guy, Achilles. Mm. If if he didn't get the rest, it would have popped out. Well, that actually makes my point for me is that guys still get hurt. OBJ went down non-contact in the Super Bowl, right? Okay, here's my question for you about the Super Bowl. Because nothing in this world is free, right? Mm -hmm. You mean OBK. Back in the day, we weren't allowed any teams in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Because the worry was players would start affecting games. Yeah. Okay. And those were in the days where you had to go to the casino to make a bet. Yep. Okay. Now... Every league is in Vegas and the players are coming frequently. And now players can bet on their phones. You don't even need to go in somewhere with a lot more anonymity, right? When is there going to be a scandal from people being in Vegas all the time betting on sports? The teams that live there. Well, now it's irrelevant. You don't have to be in Vegas to bet. You can bet anywhere, right? But I think they're still in the casinos. All these players that are going to be there all the time are going to be in the casino. That's when they lose a million. So I heard an interview with Max Crosby and they, all live on the outskirts. Yeah, they, would, not the home Vegas teams. Yeah. It's the teams coming into oh, Vegas. Oh, I see what you're saying. I think are the Vegas help. flu. Remember, they used to have this well, thing in the true. NBA called the Miami flu. Teams would always play bad in Miami because you got South Beach right there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get after it a little bit. Get after it a little bit. So it was like, it was a known thing. So I... Did we talk about this or was it a podcast? I was saw a clip of on a, TikTok. a hockey team in a visa. Maybe it was mm-hmm. you and your best friend, Ryan Whitney having yeah, another maybe. podcast, but it was something about how like, you know, back 20 <laughs> some years ago in the NBA players were like always flying women out to come watch them. And now with like the existence of dating apps and Instagram, these guys can just find women in any city. Like it doesn't matter anymore. Guys used to love going to Miami and hitting the clubs where all the women are. But now it's like, Man, with Instagram, you can find a 10 out of 10 in Milwaukee if, if that's what you're looking for, right? Like, it doesn't exist like that anymore. And I think Vegas is the same thing. I think maybe the first year the NHL was there. Uh-huh. It's still Vegas. Well, I'm, I tell, know, I'm telling you, I don't care if you're Connor McDavid. If you go out the night before and decide to play some high stakes anything and you lose a million bucks because you're trying to dig, your, dig up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can win it back. I don't think you're going to play good the next day. 
And I think the next time you come play the Golden Knights, there's going to be a guy waiting for at the airport with a sign. Having been to Vegas as many times as I have, it doesn't take a whole lot to end up at four in the morning before you know it. No. Oh, yeah. It sneaks away. I don't know. It's true. They, I just they see it ticking, it's a ticking time bomb until they're like, did you know that that guy came to Vegas? Oh, I just be think some, of how many times we've been at Taco Bell Cantina and I look at my phone and go, fuck me, it's three in the morning? You saw how hard snake farms are to manage. You can't do it. You could lose millions if one million. crop of snakes die. That yep. totally was not gambling related. Get Who is a snake farm? You think, you think the snake farm's a front for a gambling debt? Yeah. <laughs> Well, who has a snake farm? Robin Lerner. Come on. He might have just liked exotic animals. Come on. I Listen, guess. I've farmed snakes. Okay. <laughs> Do you know how many snakes have to die to lose $45 million farming snakes? Most of the snakes. Couple big one ones. One diamond encrusted snake. Show me one snake he sold. <laughs> Give me one bill. I'd like to see snake. one receipt. <laughs> how much money did that snake farm lose? I think it was like five mil. No, 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 no. Was no. it more than that? It's like tens of millions of dollars. I don't know. He had a business of a snake farm and it lost that much money. I wouldn't call it a business. If all you do is lose money. It it says $40 million. Yes. Come on. Interesting. And where did he play at the end of his? So this is like taking a year off to go pursue my basketball. That's right. My my baseball career. My passion. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that you'll see more and more snake farms failing as the teams in Las Vegas. That could be true. (laughs) Snake farms are the perfect way to launder money. I would not say that. Count the snakes. Is there 4,500 or 3,000? It's probably probably tough to challenge the economics of a snake farm because there's never been one. Now I'm reading it. Now I'm reading the article. They don't know how much liability to creditors he had within the snake farm. It ranges from 10 to 50 million under RL Exotics LLC. And who does he owe this to, I wonder? <laughs> what do you so is he yeah, farming uh, snakes to sell to people because like, there's this huge there's market sick. for snakes? Chalmers, I think the point here is that <laughs> there maybe w- he wasn't farming snakes. There was no snakes. <laughs> Snakes are delicious, and we just don't know it yet. If you're an auditor and you're going out to what was the name of the company? Yeah, yeah, no auditors going to a snake. Exactly. Farm. You're RL like poison. I'm sorry. How many yeah. super cobras do you have here? Well, according to this, we have 184. Well, count them. <laughs> <laughs> Screw that. You go count them. Yeah. yeah. Inventory's sure? tough on the snake farm. <laughs> it operated in Plato, uh, Missouri, though. Worth yeah. noting. Yeah. Sure. I don't know, man. Which is, if anyone knows anything about snakes, that is not ideal conditions for a snake. Well, they, they've clearly proven this. I don't this think now. anybody knows anything about snakes. I don't even know what's happening in Missouri, too. Fuck, I thought they could survive the cold. Leonard <laughs> was first linked to snakes back in 2017 when he reportedly purchased a collection of exotic snakes for $1.2 million. I do what? not believe any. I'm telling you, man, this whole story is crazy as fuck. And they're just like, yep, 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 snake farm. Nothing to see here. Look. And his it's ice spice. Now, yeah. Yeah. 1.2 million snakes. Like how many do you get? But that's the tip of the snake iceberg, the snake berg. <laughs> he loses another 48 and a half million on the enterprise. <laughs> this is just craziness. Yeah, that's that, you know what? I just kind of let it be like, okay, crazy. Like somebody needs to do a deep dive on this thing. Yeah, well, Anya, you bring an interesting perspective to this. Thank you. Oh, uh, if we're wrapping up with hockey talk. Right? <laughs> yep. Uh, sorry. Formed RL Exotics in 2019. So, it, you know, two years between his first snake purchase to when he launched his own company. But then how long from the company launching to losing 
potentially fifty million dollars and being insolvent. Like, it's like, like two twenty months? four. Two. Oh, in a bank. <laughs> like debt, yeah, yeah, so like two, obviously, yeah, like, two I bet there's. Yeah, yes. This makes. He's so like, much I just work. need another five there's mil. No I can turn I'm this thing former, around. I just have a few more snakes. I'm need to a fuck. former banker. <laughs> And not granted, I did never do any egg lending, which I'm assuming snake farming would fall under. Fake snakes? Well, <laughs> I just I can't see like a bank lending. But they'll lend to let you like raise alpacas. Yeah. How do you think the snakes come to market? No funding. How are you going to get your super cobra? <laughs> you know, much well, they I, cost? I actually think the sale of a super cobra probably isn't legal. I think you're asking too many questions. Yeah, that's you true. need to remember that this is a gambling debt. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, so, like the, the, that, which just proves that it can't be bank liabilities. It's mob liabilities. It's private equity liabilities. It's Steve Wynn. He can't see shit. <laughs> you didn't see the snakes. <laughs> no one can see the snakes. Uh, I wanted to wrap up with a hockey thing. Of was well, there some new comments too? Buy a snake from him. The deer hockey. Stuff. They're all dead, then, bro. For the nation, he's in jail, buddy. It's out of business. The farm is out of business. <sighs> Leonard purchased a collection of snakes, formerly named Rennick Reptiles, from then owner and world-renowned reptile breeder Ben Rennick, setting up a payment plan with quarterly installments of only two hundred thousand dollars. Miss those installments. When you buy that many snakes, you need the herd to triple in size. <laughs> you need it now. You ever try to get two king cobras to mate? It's impossible. Got to play Ice Spice. Mm-hmm. Set the vibe. The fart song. Uh, what do we think of the Morgan Riley thing? Oh, I would have been pissed off too, but cross-checking a guy in the face is pretty overboard. Well, uh, okay. I loved the whole thing. Me too. Yes. That's I love take. it from both sides. It's uh, it, his primary point of contact was the shoulder. Morgan Riley should have just jumped him. What That's is it? Just jump him. Don't he, he, by doing doing the stick thing, he put himself yeah. in in trouble because it's just going to look bad. Because the narrative of going after someone after they score is a bad look, depending on who I'm referring to. What is a guy doing taking a slap shot from the top of the crease? If Evander Kane did that to the Calgary Flames, we'd love it. As an F you to Leafs. I love it. Leafs and Leafs fans. The NHL needs more wrestling, more heels. Yes. And that was a heel move. And I love what Riley did. It's just that it's a cross check. And, you know, it's, it's so funny, like how people, like people that are against it, like talking about the culture of hockey and this and that. I'm like, this is a, this is a war. Like this is competition. But the when, oh, sorry, go ahead. But like when, when 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 if you compete and you're in the heat of the moment, shit like that. If shit like that doesn't happen, then it's not a competition. Now, cross-checking guy in the head, not cool. If he just would have jumped him, totally different story. Probably zero <laughs> suspension. Our boy Wyatt from Canucks Army had a hilarious tweet about it that I'd like to share. <laughs> says hockey is just the most fascinating blend of suck it up, be a man and play on that broken leg. And that fucker took a hard shot on our empty net. And now I have hurt feelings. So he has to die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very, that's but it's like not good. a, it's not a hurt. It's like, he's like, a, he, like that slap shot is like, I'm attacking their pride. That's disrespectful. The OGs of the game don't like showboating. Like people could do the Michigan, but you didn't do the Michigan for fear the defenseman would come and rearrange your face after. Whereas now, I think showboating, they're trying to like have bigger sellies and shit, right? But like I think Morgan Riley's. That, no, no. That was just a middle finger. You don't finger. think it was showboating? No, that was like a middle finger to the Leafs, like, fuck you. 
we fucking more disrespectful by exclamation point on that W. And so like, that's great. Just like what Morgan Riley yeah. did was great. Show. Yeah. More disrespectful. A slap shot into an open net or the celebration of the glove on the selfie stick. Where the oh. guy put his glove on the top of that his stick. That was like minor and then hockey, like though. Who cares? <laughs> no, I, I know, but it, I loved it. I thought that was hilarious. I'll tell actually. you one thing, though. If a guy, even in men's league, if a guy went by me doing that, I'm fucking shoving him. I know you are. And that's good, too. I love it. But yeah, exactly. Like it's 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 fine, and that's the part of sports. Who cares? Like more theater. Like, should he have to pay a price because he did it? Like that's not the question. It's just take <laughs> away his snake farm. That's right. <laughs> or make him buy a snake. Or make farm. him buy one. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> yeah. like a worse idea. Did he arrive at work one day and all the buildings were filled with dead snakes? Like what the hell happened to lose fifty million dollars? Temperature controlled buildings. He was like, somebody told me correct. we don't. They don't have to eat for like six months. I didn't, I didn't know I had snakes. I like, you know how much mice cost. Yeah, I couldn't catch them in the winter because they never came out. Yeah. <laughs> you can go buy them. What, Robin? You, you can't can? go on another. You can't go on another road trip for a week. Someone's got to feed them snakes. <laughs> oh man, how many snakes is fifty million snakes too? Bull. What's like, the like? <laughs> what is the cost per snake? Oh my god! Yeah. Installment payments of two hundred thousand dollars. We have to be talking like that's got to be. So according to Animal Bliss, 20,000 snakes, your average snake runs you anywhere between 300 and 500 bucks. How many snakes this for $50 million? So many Isn't snakes. Isn't that 10,000 snakes or something or more? <laughs> Maybe they're autographed. <laughs> Maybe he was trying to bring autographed snake market to market. Snake Nobody's doing NFT. it. Nobody's doing it. Do that's, you think that's he what he needs one good uses NFT the skin for thing. like shoes? Boots. Probably. Boots? Yeah. Yeah. The other half meat. The other half. If boots. you look up their business plan on their website, it just says mob debt. Yeah. <laughs> About us. Mob debt. Oh. Snakes. Find them. Yeah. Yeah. Hit on. Order a snake. No. They're denning. Try and find the dens. Can't. <laughs> <laughs> you say we have reviews. Yeah. Do we have any new reviews you're looking at? <laughs> Can we do it Thursday? Uh, <laughs> I won't be here. Will be here. Yeah, well, so we'll need the content. Yep. If you're listening, leave us a review. We'll oh, yeah. read our new reviews on Thursday. In lieu of keep it 100. <sighs> Can't wait. Can't wait to see you guys in Phoenix. We'll do a Phoenix pod, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, I really hope what we want to do. I can't wait Phoenix to see what kind of revelation you come up with in Phoenix. To do what? What do you mean? On a couple of cocktails, do a real life podcast. Who knows what's going to come out of your Oh, life? yeah. Oh, dentist update. Mm. Clean bill of health. <laughs> You're just cheek cleared, yeah. She fucking said I was like one of the best models she's ever seen. <laughs> the, uh, Did big, you tell her the whole thing? Yeah, the big boss came in. He's like, so you keeping up with your hygiene? I'm like, doctor, big I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, the big boss. You call your dentist doc? Super dentist? Doc? I guess they're, doc. but they're they, doctors. They don't know your habits, right? Uh, nope. No. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't lie to, like the doctor, to the doctor, but like I do you, lie to the dentist. Yeah. I would lie to the doctor when they ask me how many cocktails I have. We've already gone over this. I do not. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, Charles doesn't know. Okay, so you're good on the dentist front. You went to the appointment and... Okay. Oh, lost that let's, night, let's just, truth be told, I had one cavity. Okay. I had one cavity, one filling. They wanted to give me a needle for it. And I was like, no. Do you guys have that gas over there? Gas me up. And they're like, no, we don't do that just for fillings. And I said, okay, well, I'm going to grin and bear it. Just do the filling. Oh, what? God. No really? needle. Why no needle? 
Cause it goes up into your nose and you can feel it wiggling around oh, up in your so nose. That, so so you sitting through the filling is the better? drilling? Yeah. So they did it. So like one second of uncomfortableness for like 30 minutes of pain. I'm clearly the toughest person in the world because I got the cavity done <laughs> and I looked at him and said, you were going to give me a needle for that. I didn't feel a thing. Like it was just drilling. Is oh, it on a fake it. tooth? It's going to nope. throw up. It was on a real tooth. Well, I of course, because you can't have cavity and fake. It was a little sensitive when he got to the to the root, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we, no. we battled. Oh, oh my god, dude! We battled. Oh, no, I can't do needles. I'm not doing needles. I'd rather sit through it and be well, in pain. I, I'm well, not doing the needles. You put your money in your mouth is there for sure. Holy shit! Yeah, so That's I did have one cavity, but other than that, he did say that the rest of the mouth looks great. Keep up the good work, I he said. That's <laughs> disgusting. What's disgusting oh, about I just it? I hate anything to do with teeth and mouths. Okay, here's a pitch bag milk. Ready? What's that? Don't you have tattoos? I have tattoos. What did that look like? The dentist did you have to be knocked out? No. No. It's getting worse with age. Gotcha. Back then, it wasn't it a big a, deal. As a, like it's a pen that's being written on. Wait, don't like list. needles as you age? No. The things that I don't like or the things that I suffer from are getting worse with age. Like the sitting in the second row of a back seat. Is getting worse. I used to be able to put up with it. Now I can't. I got no time for it. And like needles, I used to be all fine with them, but now, no, not anymore. Not doing it. So yeah, so it's just getting worse. It's just they're getting amplified. Does that make sense? Sure. Oh God. Check this math bag milk. One king cobra has a litter of mini king cobras. They can lay up to like twenty babies. Yeah, they? in one litter. Oh yeah, tons. And then they're all sucking on them little snake titties. They okay. do that? No, they lay eggs. Yeah, they lay eggs. Uh, females can lay up to uh, 21 to 51 eggs. Okay. Wow. This is okay. where you get the bank on your side. Okay. Now I understand. You got a tree, the price one the cobra. cobra, 25 pups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 500 bucks a pup. 25 for free. Just need three weeks until the big frost hit and all 50 million of the cobra died. Yeah. Incubation period. So we do got a little bit of work here. 51 to 79 days for a king cobra. So you got a couple of months you got to work through. Maybe a fox got into the hen house. Mm. Ate all the eggs. You have to wait two months to harvest your snakes. It's Maybe he tried to make one $50 million snake. Maybe. Super snake. Super snake, John. You know, snakes can get knotted amongst each other. Mm-hmm. So like, on planet Earth. So like snakes will like breed in like a roof in Australia and then just fall out a knot of snakes and they're tied together and they can't get free. Sounds devastating. <laughs> You should, to, you should ask Robin Lerner. <laughs> That's what happened. He knotted they up all his cobras. Nodded. Can't sell individuals if they're all knotted. He's together. like, how do I supposed to unknot these Ben? There's a way to package that up and charge a premium. We got to go. We're playing Columbus. <laughs> ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, that's a wrap on today's edition of the pod. We'll be back Thursday, everybody. Leave reviews. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.